for SEN America. This is the SEN NBA podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the SEN NBA podcast for another week. As always, I'm your host, Luke Sakari, and joining me across the desk, Chris De Silva. Chris, how are you? Good, man. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit tired today. Why is that? <laughs> he's uh, he's play, a bit fatigued, is he? A bit, bit fatigued, man. You know, you know in 2K how, like, when you play too much and you got the Gatorade symbol. <laughs> Get that man a Gatorade. I, I got the Gatorade symbol under my foot right now. Why? Uh, played pickup ball this morning, man. Oh, First no. time I've stepped on a court in about oh, six months to a year. Yeah, it's a long layoff. Um, very long layoff. Um but no, it was, it was awesome to get up and down the court. That's why uh, we just you don't, you, we just analyze the game. We don't play the game. We we don't play the we game. We don't play. Um, you don't, we don't have to play the game. We just need to analyze it and, and talk about it. I'll, I'll you don't have to put yourself through the physical grind of playing <laughs> the game. You uh, just watch it on the couch with a bag of chips that's and, a, it. and a coke and just <laughs> relax. Jeez, you live <laughs> an unhealthy life. You, <laughs> you don't have to do all of this. You don't have to. You don't have to train. You have to, man. You don't have to train. Oh, <laughs> oh I can't. Oh. We got to agree. I haven't been. I, 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 have, I reckon I haven't been to the gym mm-hmm. in. Uh, th- there was a little patch in high school where I went. Yeah. I haven't been in about uh, six years. Yeah. But like five you, years. It, it, for me, it depends on people's bodies. Like, do you put on weight? Not really. That's the, that's the thing, man. Like, but from, I wouldn't say I'm fit. Like, I'm not fat, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm skinny, I guess, but I'm not fit, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I could probably run out a basketball game, 40 mm-hmm. minutes, mm-hmm. but th- but that's a Wednesday night men's league game. Yep. But I could run that out. I can run out the netball games that I play on Tuesday. Yeah. So, which that's is- That's all you need, man. That's all you need. All I, you I, need. I, it gets by. It gets me by. I think, for me, man, I, I need to because, um, man, the moment I eat something, I just blow up. Really? Yeah. You hear a balloon. So I, I'm, not, a balloon. I'm not blessed like that, man. So. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe one day it'll come back to haunt me. But that, that being <laughs> said, I don't eat shit. Like, I am I eat You eat well. Good. I eat well. Like, that's, it's not like every day I'm out it. here eating pizza and... But every time I every time I speak to you, man, you're eating pizza. <laughs> every single time. Oh, I enjoy a, a, a occasional... <laughs> Uh, uh, large, large pizza, but it's not. I don't <laughs> eat it every. Day. It's not a part of the daily diet. Right, right. Yeah, on average, sure. I put an average on it. Um, the amount of pizza I eat per week. Oh, maybe at least once a week. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, sometimes twice. It just depends. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's yeah. man. I was wondering what what's your pickup ball game like? Oh, uh, well, describe like your. A, a player in the NBA that your your playing style is closest to. Uh, so you explain to the listeners what if 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 you want to sign Luke Sakari, <laughs> uh, he's a free agent. This um, is a tough as question. a free agent. They want to know what they're going to get. Well, I'll, I'll run down how I play, and then okay. you can give me a comparison. I don't play defense. You no, don't. I hate it. Okay, can't stand it. It is the most <laughs> boring. Thing to do in the basketball court is okay. to play defense. Right. So no defense. Don't move my feet. Don't do anything on the defensive end. Oh, who's that? I can hit an open shot on occasion. Mm-hmm. Not very good off the dribble. Okay. Uh, I'm not very good at the the, the the 
pick up ball dribble moves. That's not my expertise. Yeah, yeah. So, so are you a are you a spot up shooter? Just a sniper? Yeah, I'm happy for spot up shooter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they. Oh, I am. You sound like Ban- Banyani. Andre Banyani. Oh, okay, <laughs> number one pick. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take a number one pick. Uh. <laughs> I'm happy to be a number one pick. It's better than being the last kid chosen at school with, uh, the, that's with, with, with the glasses and the red hair. And, yeah, and the it. It's better than doing that. Um, well, moving on to the actual <laughs> topics we had yeah. planned for today. We're kind of just drifting, drifting into anything there. So we're going to start off by talking about Chris. This, well, we're recording on a Wednesday. It happened yesterday. The Cavaliers and the Wizards played. Oh, it was Probably unbelievable. It was probably the game of the year. Game it of the was. Season. It was. I mean, me. so far anyway. Obviously, there's still a lot of games to be played. Um, I mean, for those who missed it, I'm sure you've all seen it. The Cavs defeated Washington, snapping their 17 game home winning streak. I believe it was That's seven a- overall. Okay, yeah, seven in a row. Yeah, it was yep. 140 to 135 in overtime. Mm-hmm. LeBron hit that just absolute. <laughs> like, it was unreal that shot he hit. In the final moments, fading away. I love, I love banking. how did not mean it. Didn't no, mean it. No, no way. I, I love how, um, how blasé he was about it. <laughs> it was like he does it every day. Yeah, he's like, oh well, yeah, beautiful. It was, it was unbelievable. So he, they, there was big shot after big shot. There was honestly, it, it, it was one of those games where you could define it by moments. Mm-hmm. There were so many moments in the game where you look back, it's like I remember when that happened, or when this happened, or when that happened. Yep. It's one of those games where even though it was in the regular season, you real you, you'll think back to it it's like, oh, you remember that game the day after the Super Bowl? It was Cavs, yeah. Wizards, it was on TNT. 100%. It was in the midst of Kevin Love trade rumors, which we'll touch on in a little bit. Um, the best team in the East facing the hottest team in the NBA, who also in the East. Um, it was everything we wanted, and it's probably got me thinking that this is probably, I mean, Toronto are struggling a bit. We'll get to them later as well. Um, the Celtics are playing well, but I think right now, if the Eastern Conference Finals started today, this is probably the matchup you'd want to see. It'd probably be the most entertaining matchup. Yeah, well, you look at um, you look at the Wizards one through fifteen, right? And they um, really match up well with the Cavs. So you got yep. um, John Wall, obviously, who can do a job on Kyrie Irving. Um, Bradley Beal's a superstar shooting guard who is finally healthy. Had forty one yesterday. Yeah, he was awesome. Yep. Finally healthy, which has been probably the biggest knock on him throughout his career. Um, Otto Porter's having a career best year, and he's going to get paid a truckload of money this off season. I, I think he's a restricted free agent, and I, I'm basically expecting him to get maxed out by someone. Yeah, because um, so, so if, if you have a good, if you learn anything lately, if you have a good playoffs run, yeah, you'll get paid and. If he has and he's line. listen. He's forty six percent from three. Yep, he can defend. Um, defend he's young, defends young, a athletic. Yeah, and he's got good size. So in he can be your three or your four. We saw him play some four yesterday. Now he got eviscerated by Kevin Love, yep. um, but nonetheless, a guy like that's very valuable. Um, and then you got a stretch four in uh, Morris, um, yeah, and then Gortat who. Who again yesterday he was excellent defensively, um, really protecting the rim. Um, the thing for the Wizards for me is their bench kind of lets yeah, them down. They is... haven't really got that one guy to come in and score. I mean, they they want a Trey Burke to be that kind of guy. Kelly Oubre is good, um, but they haven't really got that really solid you know bench unit. Jason Smith's another good guy, but um, they're a nice team. Yeah, they are, and I think yep. for me the biggest one it's. It's the Kyrie John Wall matchup. I mean, I 
These two have almost always been compared throughout yep. their careers. They're being both on a linear path next to each other. I mean, to me, John Wall matches up really, really well with Kyrie. I mean, in a playoff series, John Wall would be the better player. John Wall is the better player. And we saw that yesterday because he exploits Kyrie defensively. We know Kyrie's not a good defender. Mm-hmm. We know, yeah, he can play good defense when he wants to, but everyone can play good defense when they want to. I mean, the fact of the matter is he's across of his the course of his career and what we've seen from him, he's not a good defender. And you saw it yesterday, Washington putting him in pick and roll. There's no one, there's not a lot of players better than taking advantage of a mismatch in John Wall yep. and attacking someone when he sees they're off, off guard for just a second. Because mm. his first step and his quickness and his explosiveness is out of this world. And we know how good of a finisher he is at the basket. And he's developed that mid-range game as well. Yeah. Now, Kyrie um, counteracts that with what he does on the offensive end, as we saw in the game yesterday. So it's a very, very close matchup. But I believe, I mean, it, 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 no one believes Washington would beat Cleveland. But I reckon the John Wall factor, they could steal at least two games. They could steal lost them. I mean, uh. we say steal, but they could... They could probably push him to six. I reckon they could. It's it's hard always because we know the Cavs turn it up to a different gear. Um, their their ability to turn it up uh, to another notch um, that's always higher than what their opponent can do, um, unless they're Golden State, obviously. Yeah. Um, is can't be matched by anyone in the East. And if you look at the Wizards game yesterday, you look at the box score they. They played as good as a game as they could play. Um, you know, they shot lights out from three. You know, Otto Porter couldn't miss. Um, Beal, Wall hit some jumpers. They That was the best-case scenario for them. Then you look at the Cavs. They had J.R. Smith's already out. Iman Shumpert missed most of the second yeah. half through injury. Um, LeBron James didn't even play over overtime. You know, they're... The the Cavs are incredibly short right now, and they still found a way to win. So um, I think the Cavs are still... Like, don't get me wrong, the Wizards are a great team. Um, you know, and and they're going to be... I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the Eastern Conference because I think they're, a, they're as good of a team as uh, Boston or Toronto. Um, and they sh- definitely should finish uh, with a... Um, Home top court. top yeah. yeah home co- home court advantage in the first round, but um, we we haven't seen we, we've seen one team in in two years push the Cavs to six in in the Raptors. So um, listen, last night was the game for the Wizards to win. Man, they came they they came into the game with better form, you know, um, and they they played a heck of a game, and and the Cavs through all that adversity adversity was still able to win. Um, in Washington as well. So if you're looking at this series, whether it's going to be extended, I think you have to look at can Washington win a game in Cleveland? Now, I don't I don't see him winning a, winning a playoff game at, at Quicken Loans Arena. And if you're looking at this series and suddenly the Cavs are up 2-0 coming into Washington for game three and the Wizards play the game like they did yesterday and they still lose, now you're looking at maybe a sweep or a five-game series. Um, and that's what the Cavs have been able to do so well throughout the past two years is really um, make Quick and Lowe's Arena a fortress. Like, I don't have they lost a game at Cle- in Cleveland? They lost. Uh, yeah, this season they, lost, they have. Yeah. No, I mean in the playoffs in, in the, the playoffs. last two years. I know they lost to Chicago game one. 
uh, in the semis. They lost, they've lost to Golden State a couple of times in the finals. I know. I, I mean, yeah. in the East. In the East. I think that Chicago one might be the only um, only loss that they've had. Yeah, because last year it was two the two wins into yeah. Toronto for the Raptors. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. So no, to me, no team has shown that they can beat Cleveland in Cleveland, and that's the key to winning this winning this series or even pushing it to a six or a seven. Yeah, it's a, yeah, they're, they're all very fair points. Um, on four modes, <laughs> I'd probably say still say six at max though. Yeah. At max, so it wouldn't be anything. It wouldn't yeah, be a yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah. I can Washington could get it till six. Um, but again, that that's just going on current form because we all know they're well, playing unbelievable. Look, we 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 see it all the time in the NBA. These teams are also good, and if you if you don't show up to play, like like if the Cavs, the Cavs showed up to play last night, and that's why they won. Um, I think you saw them in the first half, kind of cruising around and it was getting a bit out of hand and then you saw in the third quarter they kind of really flicked the switch and got serious um and if they didn't do that they wouldn't have won this game um and we saw that last year in the playoffs as well when in the eastern conference finals game three and four the Cavs did not take Toronto seriously and and Toronto beat them and tied that series um and that was after the Cavs had blown them out in the first two games so um it's it's a question of whether is Cleveland going to take, you know, put put forward the appropriate effort every single night. Um, if they do, I, I don't see any team in the East g- giving them that much trouble. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's a fair point. I mean, they've definitely shown over the last couple of years that that, that will be the case if it does occur. Uh, moving or staying on Cleveland, just for a quick moment, we have to mention this. The um the Kevin Love trade rumors. Um, I don't think I have to spend too much time on them. I think yep. they just materialized. I mean, we saw Kevin. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty much a lot of people report. Well, not a lot of people are reporting, but there have been reports that um uh, the Cavs and the New York Knicks, who we'll get to in just a second, working on a uh, Kevin Love for Carmelo Anthony deal. Obviously, those will be the centerpieces with a whole yep. lot of other pieces involved. Um, Kevin Love put a post out on Instagram um, about a, li- a lie goes halfway around the world before the truth has a chance to put its pants on. I love that. Um, that's yeah. that's that's a LeBron LeBron rubbing off on Kevin Love. Yeah, probably. Yeah, little sub. Because that's such a LeBron thing yeah, to do. Yeah, little sub thing. Um, LeBron said it's trash, the rumor. So it's it's really it's a non-story, but it still is a story in a it's, way. It's a story, and I think the. Why people have reacted the way they have to it is the guy that re- reported this, Frank Isola, um, from New York. He's tried to trade Kevin Love to New York for the past three years. At, right. at this time, every single year, um, you know, he was the guy that said before um, LeBron James came came home in that in that season prior to that, he yep. he was reporting that Kyrie Irving was wanting to leave. Yeah. Um. So, um. My guess is his Cavs sources aren't that great. Um, yeah, and, he's been off the ball a little bit. He's um, been very off the ball with Cleveland. Um, yep. And now, here's the thing with rumors and, and you know league sources and stuff like that. Teams can often leak these out as well. And this could well have been a leak from the New York Knicks trying to make, make something. Because they're the ones who want this deal to go through. Yeah. And they're the ones they're who the want They're the ones Kevin initiating Love. it. Yeah. Um, now, it's debatable. You can debate all day. Um, I, I think does LeBron James want to play with Carmelo Anthony? Absolutely, but he, I think he knows exactly what Kevin Love brings to the table and how vital he is. Now, 
people always look at this and say, well, uh, he he can't be on the floor against the Warriors, blah, blah, blah. He was a plus 19 in Game 7. Yeah. Like, in the biggest game of the year against that team, when they had their death lineup or whatever whatever lineup that they wanted, he was on the floor. He played 37 minutes. So it's not like he played 20 minutes or something. He, he was a key part in why they won that game. Um, so I think as much as LeBron would love to play with Carmelo Anthony, and I don't doubt that, I he's also a smart basketball mind, you know, yeah. when, when you're talking about LeBron James. So you, he understands that what Kevin Love brings to the table. Yeah, it, it, he's not, I think, yeah, LeBron's not stupid. The Cavs aren't stupid. I think more this story more has to focus on Carmelo and the Knicks. Because again, today there's been further developments in the, you could almost call it a public feud or spat between Phil Jackson and Carmelo Anthony. Um, Kevin Ding from Bleacher Report wrote an article just talking about the dynamic and um, just the poor relationship. And Phil Jackson actually tweeted out in um, in response to that article saying that it almost rings a bell, but I learned you don't change the spot on a leopard when Mike, with, with Michael Graham in my CBA days. Now, for those who might not be fully around it, um, Michael Graham, he, he from Georgetown, he was coached under Phil Jackson in the Continental Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. And in 1986, um, they both got into an argument. Um, days after the team released him, and Phil wrote, wrote in his book that, um, or in his book or in his memoir, that nothing that Phil Jackson did made a difference to him. Nothing he said, nothing the way he acted, no stories he told. Um, it could never penetrate into him, into his mindset. So Phil Jackson... Is that Michael Graham? Michael Graham is the player's name, okay. yeah. And um, for Phil to compare that situation and relate it back to Carmelo That's Anthony, what I was going to say. Michael Graham is not Carmelo Anthony. No, exactly. But this, Carmelo Anthony is a future Hall of Famer. But this is just another another incident in the long lines of... Um, I mean, we've seen Phil Jackson earlier this season criticize Carmelo for not... Uh, holding the ball too long, so they can't play at a triangle offense. Um, we had Charlie Rosen, Phil Jackson's right-hand man, write that article um, saying that Anthony's done in New York. Um, it's been multiple, multiple instances. So it's just another, that, it's another sorry, strange situation, and I don't, yeah. I don't really know what, what what to make of it. I don't. It to me sounds like Phil Jackson's trying to force Carmelo Anthony's hand because if it was not for the no trade clause. Phil would have already traded Carmelo um, well before now. Um, and now he's kind of in this position. And look, he doesn't have anyone else to blame. He's the one who gave, you know, two, was it three summers ago now, he's the one who gave Melo this contract and put a no-trade clause in there. So I don't know how you can turn around and, you know, point fingers and blame other people. Um, I find it so ironic that he's talking about a leopard you, you, what did he say again? You can't change a spot on a leopard, I believe it was. That, yeah. That's that's so rich coming from Phil Jackson, who's shown zero adaptability to anyone or anything in the past 20 years. You know, he's this outdated system. I've spoken about it on here. Um, this insistence of running the triangle and literally firing people who don't run the triangle. Um, so how are you going to turn around and... Talk about you know people can't change their ways or something. That's that's rubbish to me. Um, and we we spoke about it last week uh, in your your wrong segment about um, just the treatment that Carmelo Anthony's had. Like he's if I'm Carmelo Anthony, I would have so much 
anger and hurt inside me because of the way I'm being treated by by one the fans the organization you know and I think he's he would look ideally I think Melo would like to leave but he's saying now this is a this has become a power move now from Carmelo Anthony he's yeah he knows he knows Phil Jackson's trying to move him out of there and he's saying good luck Phil try do it yeah yeah I know. Oh, it's a tough situation. It's, it's it's really unprofessional from it, Phil Jackson. It really is. Yeah, it's very unprofessional. I it's it's probably it's yeah it's probably unprofessional from both sides in a way as well. I mean, but what is, what has Carmelo Anthony done wrong? Yeah, he's, I know. Yeah, he's had a meeting with Phil Jackson and said, "Do you want me here?" And Phil Jackson hasn't been straight up. Carmelo. So Anthony's, then, why doesn't Carmelo just do the just wave the clause? And say, well, if you don't, if you, if you don't want me one hundred percent, then trade me. It's a pride thing right now. Yeah, it's a pride thing right now. You can't have that because he's a, you can't have pride in business decisions. I, though. I understand, but yeah. listen, this guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Like this is not some Michael Graham guy. He's, yeah, but, yeah, I know. Yeah, but let's not forget, Phil Jackson also has eleven rings. So yes, Camilo is going to be a future Hall of Fame. Right. It's not like he's but, dealing with a scrub. But Phil Jackson, here's the thing: Phil Jackson has eleven rings. Yes, everyone knows that. Um, but that doesn't give him a right to have this holier-than-thou attitude. No, but neither um, does Carmelo being a future Hall of Famer give him the right to... But he's, you know, he's he's got a right to play for the team that he wants to play to. And he said he wants to play in New York. He, yeah, he, no, he no, I agree. He loves the New York. Yeah, no, no, it's he's got, true. You know, yeah, he's, does have, he's got that right, but at the same time, um, he could get out of this. If he's yeah. not enjoying... He could stop this. And yeah, I think... He's the, the only one that can. The the thing that people kind of look over in all of this is Carmelo's got a kid who's about, you know, 10, 11, yeah, 12 years old. there's all those factors go, Going well. to school in New York. So you have to think about what, you know, uplifting this kid's life is going to do at that age. Um, his wife does a lot of work in New York as well. So, you know, for he might be happy with the family situation in New York. Yep. Um, you know, it's we always focus on the court and stuff, but um, like I always said, this isn't two K. Like they're real life people, with real life um, feelings. Yeah, that's. I, I think it's just it's been a poor. It's just a horrible situation for just everyone. It's just it, it's it's a mess. It's that I team mean, the, is the, the, all the over the place. Quick, quicker it ends, the better. I yeah, think. yeah. Whether that's Camelo waving the claws or Phil Jackson leaving or whatever it is. Whatever happens, whatever has to happen, the sooner it does, the better for the NBA in general, not just for the New York Knicks. This is why, for me, I tweeted this morning as well that Greg Popovich is a goat for me. Like, just a situation like this, if if Pop was in the same situation, I just he would handle it so much better. Yeah, and there's a thousand better ways to handle it than one, what Phil Jackson has done, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's true. Moving on, um, we did talk about before the um. The Cavaliers and the Wizards probably being the um, the conference final matchup we'd like to see at the moment. Now, of course, a team that everyone thought was Cleveland's biggest challenge, and they sure look like right at the start of the season, is the Toronto Raptors. And they've really, really fallen off a cliff lately. I mean, 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Four of those were without DeMar DeRozan, so we obviously need to put that caveat on it. Um, they've just fallen off. I mean, they're still second in offense. So they're still scoring points. Yep. They've fallen a 15th in they're tied 15th in defense. So they're middle of the pack defensively, and it's just hard to figure out. They're losing the bad teams. They're just beating bad teams as well. Yep. 
Um, I, I I don't know what's going on. I mean, you got someone like Corey Joseph's fallen out of the rotation for Fred Van Vliet, the rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird situation because that team maybe we should have seen it coming because they just haven't changed. I mean, Sullinger's back, but he hasn't provided great impact. They need a power forward. Yeah, I mean. It's pretty ironic. You look back at it now, just a couple of months ago, they, they didn't want to put all their chips in for Paul Millsap. You have to do it, man. Have and to do it. They, they didn't want to do that when they were a clear second. Yeah. Now they're in that jumble for second place between them, Washington, Boston, and Atlanta Atlanta's as well. Atlanta's still there as well, yeah. So that trade probably not going to happen anymore. No. So they had a chance to. They said no. And now you look at look at their team. So they need a power forward. Um, they need something. They need something to change. Because the way they're going, it's just going to be the same old story. Um, here's the thing, like for me, um, and I think um, there's a few teams that are in this bubble, not necessarily, not necessarily all in the East. Um, I would probably put Portland in this in this yep. conversation as well. That they now Portland's obviously had a very poor year this year, um, but Toronto's they didn't want to sacrifice their depth to add a guy like Paul Millsap, who's a certified all-star, one one of the top 20 players in the league. Um, but you know what you've got isn't good enough to beat Cleveland. It's just not. Yeah. It hasn't, hasn't... We haven't seen any in- indication that, that it's going to be any different. This year, they're 0-3 against the Cavs, despite DeRozan and Lowry have had unbelievable starts to the year. So if if you have to sacrifice your depth a little bit to add a guy like Paul Millsap and change that matchup, I think you have to do that every single time. Like, um, you can't, you know what you've got here and you know that it's good to get you up to a certain stage, but not all the way. So, um, you know, where you if you have to give up someone like Terrence yeah. Ross or Corey Joseph or whoever... It's taking um, the risk that you just have to. You have to take. You have to swing. You, yeah, you you got to you got to go for it. W- you, when a chance like that is there, you got to take because they don't come around often. And look, man, Kyle Lowry is thirty-one. He's a free agent. Yeah, this year. it's not now, like they, it's not like they're young. They're not young. Yeah, like um, and you know who who what it kind of reminds me of? Like, it was just came into my head right now. Yeah, um, because we saw it was like another team who was constantly you know there or thereabouts against LeBron and kept coming up short. And then there was the Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Yep. And then you remember that season in 2013-14 where Indiana looked unbelievable yep. before New Year. And after New Year, they just fell off a cliff. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, man, the players get stale. They they just do. And the situation gets stale. And um, these guys have, you know, it's like, it's like hitting your head against a wall over and over and over again, and you keep doing it, and you know you're gonna not gonna break through the wall. Yeah. Um, it's in, af- after a while it's doing the same thing over and over again. You're gonna uh, get the same result. After a while, that's got to be taxing, man. Yeah. It has has to be taxing, and I think that's what happened with Indiana. And you saw after that season, that team dramatically changed. Um, and I think this this season now, this summer, Lowry's a free agent. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, do you go a different direction? Kyle Lowry's excellent. He's a great player. Um, but is he you have to think about it. Like he's going he's commanding a max this year. Yeah, he's yep. thirty one. Yeah. Do you want to be paying him what 
40 million a year when he's 35, 36. Yeah, no, you, it's a, you don't know. It's, a fair, it's just it's that danger of falling right back into the onto the treadmill. Yeah, going nowhere, right into the middle of yeah. of mediocrity, where it's the last. I say it all the time. It's the last it's place the last you want to be. be because you're not good enough to compete, but you're not bad enough to be horrible. We can acquire all that young talent yeah. via the draft. It's just it's no man's land. Um, it's it's a reason why these and look. Uh, they could pick it up again, like we've seen. They could, yeah. Maybe this is just a bad patch, but I mean, like you said, it's the same team. Yeah. So there's no reason to believe the results in the playoffs are going to be any different than what they have been, because there's no evidence to prove that. And it will in be. The, and in the playoffs, I say this all the time. Kyle Lowry hasn't showed me anything in the playoffs. He's a career what forty percent from the field, thirty percent from three. That's just not going to cut it, man. And yeah. people. He's an excellent regular season player, and he's been outstanding this year. Um, definite All Star, probably a top ten, top top fifteen player in the league yeah. this year. Yeah, superstar. Um, been awesome, and on both ends as well, um, which a lot of point guards don't do. Um, but in the playoffs, man, we've seen time and time again. You can't ignore it. Uh, you know, after yeah. a while, it's you know, I I say. A trend for me, there's a difference between a trend and say a streak, right? For me, yeah. for me, a streak is something that's you know it's a short sample size, can't really hold. When you're looking at three, four years of the same thing happening in the playoffs, that's a, that's a trend to me now, yeah. and that's that's something legitimate, a concerning one as well. Yeah. Moving on really quickly before we get on to our starting five of the week is is the Demarcus Cousins situation. I mean, we're always talking about Demarcus Cousins, and we're always talking about him for the same reason. Um, being suspended for one game for receiving his 16th technical foul this year, um, he wasn't happy. Of, he wasn't happy about it. He actually deactivated his social media accounts. Did he really? He deactivated his Twitter oh, wow. and Instagram today. Um, uh, probably in response to this free boogie also, man. He, free also, boogie. he also got fined twenty five thousand dollars for um, statements and gestures he made in that win against Golden State they had the other day. <laughs> um, Did you see that line? Which one? The, so he's going to the locker room, yeah? Yes. And um, there's obviously full of Kings fans, absolutely over the moon. Um, and he's high-fiving every single one of them, and he's hyped. And then there's a guy. Oh, a the Golden State Curry, fan. Curry jersey, yeah, yeah, and he tells him, the, yeah, we're not going to repeat <laughs> it. But yes, I, I did, did see Did he it. get fined for that? Was it that? Um, well, let me put the statement here. In addition, Cousins has... This is the official... Okay, the, the, yep. the release, the statement from the NBA. In addition, Cousins has been fined $25,000 for making an inappropriate statement and gesture after leaving the playing court following the Kings' 109-106 overtime win against the Golden State Warriors, blah, blah, blah. So, after leaving the playing court. That sounds like that. It could have been. That sounds like that, doesn't it? Following the win. Yeah. So, leaving the court after the win. Which... Uh, to me, yes. You you can't be doing that to fans. <laughs> you can't. It's hilarious. But you it's can't. funny, but you can't do it. It's a horrible look. <laughs> no, so yes, yeah. he should get fined for that. Um, <laughs> yes. Moving to, or staying on the markets, what I did want to mention more that was just something we had to mention. But um, Vladi Divac came out just the other day and said, "We're not trading the markets. We hope he's here for a long time." It's the same old story. Hmm. Should they trade him? I mean, with every passing day, he's losing value because of situations that just happened with the fine and the technical fouls are still a massive, massive issue. Um, one more year to run on his current deal, then he's an unrestricted free agent in yeah. 2018. 
Teams don't want rentals. If so I'm if I'm boogie man, he's I, not going to get traded next year because no, unless yeah. there's a hundred percent agreement that he's staying with the teams getting traded. And how can to. you know with Demarcus? You really exactly. can't know. Um, but for is me, there a mar- man, is there a market for him? Absolutely, there is a market for Demarcus. Uh, there are a lot of teams that he's, don't want to give up a lot for him because of the the attitude issues. A well, lot of teams. Is it, is it the attitude or is it the fact that he might be a rental? It's I reckon it's both. The attitude has to play a part of it. Has to. But here's the thing, right? With with Demarcus, I think the attitude is so much because of um, the situation that he's in. Like, think about yeah, but it, the, right? Yeah, but he's been there for what six, seven years. Yeah, it's pop. It's just gonna. It's probably embedded into him now. Like, it just is. Oh. Like, I, I, a lot of people I, say. I a lot of people say if he goes to the Spurs, it'll be a quick fix. It won't be a quick fix. So when you've had six or seven years of being in that situation and being that frustrated it's so toxic and angry. Yeah. It, yeah, it doesn't just get fixed by a click of the fingers because yeah. it takes a long, long time to change. But at the same time, he's so talented. He he's, is not. No one's taking anything away from him. He's such a talented part. player. So no one's taking that away I think from him. But, if you're looking at on the court, absolutely there has to be a market for him. Yeah, but a lot, if of, the want, stuff, a lot of the stuff he does happens on the court as well. You know, I'm, I understand that, but look, he... He does get a raw deal from refs. Like there's, yeah, he does. Like yeah, a lot of that's brought onto himself as well. I I understand that, but at the same time, like when it's happening, when you're the victim over and over and over and over again. Now, now I'm not saying he's without fault at all. You know, he's absolutely got got himself to blame for a lot of this. But um, I, like we look at the situation yesterday. You know, he's clearly his jersey's being held by Dwayne Wade. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um. And then he get he they miss that call, and then obviously Wade steals the ball, and then I think it's just that frustration of that, and then of being at this franchise that you've been there for six, seven years now, and nothing has changed. Um, ownership still doesn't has no idea what direction they want to go yep. in. They haven't put one good player next to you who's even close to your level. Um, you know who's the best player he's played with? Probably Rudy Gay. Yeah, who doesn't want um, to be there either. Doesn't want to be there, so. Um, but then you've got in the new CBA this clause, basically the golden handcuffs, where they can make him a two hundred million yeah. dollar man. So, yeah. and if you're Demarcus, you have to weigh this up. Well, you know, do I want to change my image and go somewhere else and prove that I can play meaningful basketball and be a meaningful part of a of a good team? And then you have to look at the other side where he's. What twenty seven, twenty eight, maybe? Yeah. You know that this is his big payday, and has he got a game that ages well? I'm not too sure. Um, so these guys have a finite window in which they can earn money. Yeah. Um, it's it's a hard decision, man, for him. You know, me. It's easy, very easy for us to say. Um, I must say that, but for me, if I'm Demarcus, I'm running out the door in, in free agency and not looking back. Yeah. No, I, I put it. I'll be shocked if he stays there for the rest of his career. Shocked. Yeah. Uh, moving on, we're going to have a look back at the week that was on the SEN NBA podcast. The starting five. As always, for those who are new to the show, the starting five. Um, it's our concept. It's the team of the week. Two guards and three forwards. Last week we did three guards and two forwards. This week we're back to normal. Um, we need to make. Are we? Are you sure? Yeah, no. Well, I am. Not sure about your team. Just bending the rules as you please. Oh, I, I did. I did last week. I didn't bend the rules. This is yeah, a lineup. It was a lineup adjustment <laughs> to get the Raiders into the team. He's out of the team this week. He's gone. Um, so not for any fault of so his own. Disrespectful. Not for any fault of his own, but he's gone. Um, 
Yeah, you've got to make a, a minimum of one change, maximum of four per yep. week. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the year, we add up all the votes. The winner gets our SCN NBA Podcast Player of the Year award. Um, I'll kick us off my team this sure. week. In the two guard spots, it's the same as last week, Stephen Curry and Isaiah Thomas. Yep. Uh, in the forward spots, I've made all changes. Right. So out Dion Waiters in LeBron James. Yep. Out DeMarcus Cousins in Gordon Haywood. Out poor George in Hassan Whiteside. Okay. So that's all my right. that's my team. What's your one? We'll see. So what... I had, um, and this is tough, man, because you know I was I actually contemplated doing three guard lineup because I yep. didn't, I really didn't want to leave out any of the guards from last week. They played really well. Yeah. Um, I kept Isaiah in over Steph simply because they, the Warriors lost a game. Like that was the only reason. Yeah, they lost um, one game. They lost one game. <laughs> um, but I wanted to show some love to a guy. This team owns the longest streak in the league. Um, the Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Goran Dragic. Dragic man. He's yeah. been outstanding in his last. I'll read these out to you. This is ridiculous, right? Yeah. This is what he's shooting in his last five games. Now, yep. granted, it's not. And the and the Heat have obviously won all five. Okay, yep. so he's. Sixty percent from the field, eighty mm-hmm. percent from three. Yeah, eighty percent. That's incredible. Eighty percent from three. Yeah, it's um, incredible. On the season, forty-eight, forty-five, seventy-seven, having an outstanding year, and his trade value has to be rising. You know, during the during on a daily basis, almost. Yeah. Um. So, I, I had to. Show show the heat some love. You've obviously done so with Whiteside. Um, yeah, Whiteside's been terrific this past week. 22 points, 17 rebounds, two blocks, 67% from the field, mm. anchoring the defense. He's been absolutely stunning. Stunning. Yeah. Um, that game the other day had 30 and 20. It was something like... Something 14 of 17. Something ridiculous in the first quarter as well. Was, yeah, he had like 17 and 11 in the first unreal. quarter. It was unreal. Yeah. It was unreal. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've got to decide on Steph or Drug. I mean, I'll go through Steph's numbers real, really yep. quickly. Steph's still been outstanding. 34 really and a half points, three steals, nine and a half assists, 57% from the field, 56.4% from three. He shoots, obviously, a lot more three-pointers than Dragic does. Um, I, I, this is a tough one to decide on. It's really tough, it's man. Tough. Like, I can understand. I know, they I, lost, can, I know they lost that game to Golden State. But he was still like really good. Sacramento, excuse me. He was me. still really good. It was unbelievable. That just missed that little bunny at the rim, but what can That's you do? all the best players do. Yeah, it's all it's the all all the, yeah he traveled as well. Um, <laughs> oh, he traveled wow. is an understatement. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Um, <laughs> oh, this is a tough one. Shall oh, we come back to this one? Uh, come back, okay, yeah. We'll come have, back have a look at your forwards. Have a look at your forwards. So I had LeBron. Yep. Being awesome. Yep. Um, this one again, this is really biased. I, uh, he only played two games, so we can probably leave this out, but I gave it to Caleb after yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he had came back from these back injury. Now the Cavs actually haven't played a lot of games this week, so they've actually only played two games. Yeah. Um, but Kev, Kev, Kevin Love came, came back at, at New York, 23 and 16. And obviously last night, thirty nine points, twelve rebounds, three assists. Yeah, big time late big shot. Yep, big time late game play. Awesome in the se- in that second half in the third quarter where um, LeBron James, I think, was sitting. They went to Kevin Love, and he really delivered time and time again. So I just want to show him some love. But I Haywood's had an awesome week as well. Yeah, Haywood 
30 points, 6.6 rebounds, two steals, shooting 64% from the field. Um, who was your other forward? I had I had Anthony Davis. Okay. Pelicans Anthony Davis been, has been awesome, but the Pelicans have lost. Pelicans don't win. Yeah. Well, I can Whiteside has to get the nod over there. Okay. I, I'm good with that. Um, I would still lean towards Haywood over Kevin Love. Okay. Um, y- yeah. you got to give me one. you got to give me one. Do I? <laughs> you got to give me one. I I just I reckon Curry's just been, if the MVP was decided over the last month, it'd be him or Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, I mean, if obviously it's the team of the week, but obviously that weeks in that month. Yeah. Um, so for me, I just he he didn't do anything to me to say Wrong. that he deserves to be out of the team. He didn't do anything. That, that's fair enough. Um, that's fair enough. That's my argument for. What's your argument against? Against. I mean, you you said it again, but. What's your argument? You, you for Dragic. What's your argument against Steph? Man, I, I don't really have one. Like, he's been awesome. Like, because you got someone in, you got to take someone out. There's going to be yeah, a reason yeah, you're taking that, him that out. has to. No, you're right. And um, it was the only thing was that they lost. Like, I was like, I ha- we have to show Miami some love, but we've already done We've got Whiteside in there. So, you got um, Haywood in there. I mean, might have to leave the dragon out, man. Yeah, because, I mean, you can put K-Love, but we already got LeBron in this. We've got a Cav in there. We've got a Cav. We've got a Heat. We've got to spread the love. We'll, we spread the well love. you look at the team we got. If we stick with this team, Curry, Thomas, James, Haywood, and Whiteside, that's spreading the love to teams that are playing pretty good basketball. That's a team that can't defend anyone in the front court, in the back court. In the back court, oh, Cur- Curry and Thomas, yeah. Ooh. Not great. Um, who who are the so who, who else do we have? A oh, white side. White side will be our anchor. LeBron there. Gordon Haywood's good. That's not a bad defensive the, team. The front court's good. I like the front court. Oh, they'll get by. They'll be right. I love. I'd love to see. I don't, I don't think it would happen because they're not even in the same conference. But just LeBron and Steph to be on one team playing with each other, that'll be awesome to see. Wow. Um, yeah. It would probably never happen. No. Unless <laughs> no. Unless, um, and LeBron flirted with this, you know, 2020 Olympics, Greg Popovich is going to be the coach. Oh, yeah, you're having um, an Olympic campaign. And Le- LeBron has been very, um, what was the word even? He- he's praised Popovich a lot. Oh, he um, loves him. Loves says he's the goat. him. Yep. Um, so I think uh, now LeBron, he is going to be 36. Yeah. So... If he does play, it'll be like a role that Kobe played in 2012 or not many minutes. Yeah. Um, kind of just there. Almost, Spot minutes. Yeah. Um, but man, yeah, I would love to see them together. I It'd think, be a lot of fun. Because by then, LeBron's going to be 80% a passer. And yeah. he's going to cut down on his scoring a lot. I can just imagine him throwing those crazy cross-court passes, finding Steph in the corner. Good luck defending that. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck, Angola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Wait, good, good luck, Boomers. Oh, sorry. Ben, ben Simmons. <laughs> good luck. Um, moving on, we're going to end the show on this note. We haven't done this in a while, Yeah, but man. it's making a return. I haven't done it in a while, but it's it's got a reason to be here this week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's the most prestigious honour in the world of NBA, and now it's time to announce this week's nomination for the Cult Rookie of the Year. My bad. Chris just My bad. getting in a bit early there. He was a bit eager there. Uh, I'm not going to get... lie, man. I I totally forgot that we had this segment. <laughs> you, you forgot there was a sting. You forgot everything about it. I forgot everything. There's a guy bawling out for the Dallas Mavericks at the moment. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Dallas are winning some games. Now we ain't talking no Dirk Nowitzki. Dallas are back in the playoff race. <laughs> back in the mix. As amazing everyone's as it, just everyone's decided I just want to get back in the playoffs. I just want to lose to the Warriors. I just want to get swept in the first round. Yeah, I just want to do it. They, they just, just do it. They just want to do it. Um, Yogi Ferrell. Yes, I, Yogi Ferrell is the man. Yo- Yogi Ferrell. I reckon Yogi Ferrell believes that he's he can lock up Steph. I'm a hundred percent sure. Well, of if you don't believe it, no one else will. That's, that's you, right. Self belief is the first step. Damn right. In making something happen. Yeah. He had 32 points in the win against Portland the other day. That was the game that put him on the map. <sighs> For a lot of people, they kind of said, like, oh, my gosh. He was good against the Cavs the week before as yeah, well. Yeah, last four games, averaging 19 points. He's playing well. Good for a guy after After all, we have to give him some recognition because... Yeah. Is he a rookie? Um, is he? If he's, awkward, oh, if he's I, I don't think so. I think he's he is. not a rookie. Oh, no, he is a rookie. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. Yeah, yeah he played college ball last year. He played for yeah. Indiana, I believe. Yes, played for the Nets earlier in the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. played for the Nets, but he played for Indiana last season yeah. in college. Even if he wasn't a rookie, I still would have given it to him. I would have too. Because awesome. um, he's playing well. And when there's guys like that, it happens every year. We'll get a guy that just comes out of nowhere and just decides to turn it up, have a few good games. It's a bit of a... Do you lin- remember, can I give you a name from the past? It's is a bit of a insanity moment. It's, it is. It's Yogi Sanity. Do you remember, if anyone will remember this, it's you. Um, this guy, again, I think he came off a 10-day and... Tore it up for the Cavs. A lot of these guys come on one of these awful teams, the post LeBron teams. Yes, Um, I think his name was Lester Hudson. Yeah, Lester Hudson. Do you remember Lester Hudson? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of those guys in Cleveland had a good little stretch. Manny Manny Harris from Michigan, Samato Samuel used to have. Manny Harris used to score a little bit. Um, Skyanga. Yeah, that dunk over Gasol. It's a lot of these guys. We we here to talk about Yogi. Yeah, and um, who knows? Maybe we will see him in the playoffs because, like I said, Dallas are a team that we kind of always said it. That's like, oh, how are the Mavericks is bad. Like they're better than this. They're Dallas. Mm. Like they're a team that's always going to be up there. Um, they dealt with a lot of injuries and this and that, and all of a sudden they're back in the picture. And they're doing it without Burgard as well. Um, yeah, a and, and part. they did lose today by a singular point to those same Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a team that they're 20 and 32, so it's not a great record, but they're only three and a half games out of the eight seed. A very, very fragile and bad eight seed. R- Rick Carlisle's unbelievable. He's a master. He's, Rick, I love that Rick Carlisle and um, Eric Spolstra in the East, they're kind of both mirror, mirroring each other, like really... Elite yeah. coaches, coaching. We're really seeing how good Eric Spolster is at the moment. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm not going to lie, man. Straight up, I I didn't think where when during the big three days. Yep, I was one of those guys who was like, oh, anyone could coach the big three, you know. But I've really seen the greatness of Eric Spolster after LeBron James has left. Yeah, um, and especially this season, keeping that team afloat. Um, just they just find a way, man. It's the same thing with Dallas as well. Yeah. I think um, you mentioned there you, you had that mindset where anyone can coach the big three. I reckon if if history of all these super teams have told us anything, you, you, no one, everyone can. No one can just coach them. Like, it doesn't just happen. David Black couldn't coach them. Yeah. I mean, there's past examples as well. We've it, seen firsthand, like, the difference Tyron Lewis made. Yeah. You know? So it doesn't just happen. No. I mean... Again, it's not 2K. It's not yeah, 2K. There's a lot of other... Elements that go into it, but um, you know, you know what? Um, a thing like um, Yogi Ferrell, what he's doing, kind of shows me 
is every single guy in the NBA is so talented. Of course, there's a reason why they're there. They're, they're so, the best players in the world. Everyone's there for a reason. Yeah. Like, and this is why you see teams like, you know, um, you'll see a really shorthanded team beat a good team if they're not respected because all these guys are there for a reason. Of they're, course. They're all, you know, they've all grown up the best player on their team, best player on their college team, high school, whatever the case may be. Um, they're all there for a reason, yeah. man. And they're all waiting for an opportunity. How many times do we see, you know, a player who's not getting many minutes, someone falls down and he gets minutes. Next man up. We we saw it with CJ McCollum. CJ McCollum, yeah. when, the, when those Portland teams with LaMarcus Aldridge and Wes Matthews was there, he was he was playing like 10 minutes a game. Yes. And that playoff series, uh, the last playoff series they played, I think it was against Memphis um, before Aldridge left. Uh, CJ you know, stepped up because I think Wes Matthews got injured. Yeah, yeah. He had the, the Achilles. Achilles. Yep. Um, came in, man, and balled out, and look, look where he is now. Yep. No, it's very true, and um, we're running a bit over time here, so that's all we have time for this week. Over time, like Cavs Wizards. Yeah, well, we started with them. We're going to end yeah. with them as well. Um, before we head off, as always, Chris, where can we find all your stuff? If you're yeah. going to plug anything or tease uh, anything or whatever. No, nah, still still working on the piece <laughs> I said last week. Which was? Um, it wasn't the, the Embiid one, was it? Seth Curry. I, Seth Curry I dropped run. the Embiid one. The Embiid one's out. Embiid one's out. It's there. It's on. It's on. It's on the viral hype. world. It is for your reading pleasures. Yes, on absolutely. Wednesday, uh, night or um, whenever you like to read. Yeah, ha- have a read. Um, if you, yeah, I, I did have a read. It's very good. Thank you, man. I appreciate very it. good read. Um, to get around it. Uh, uh, if you agree, disagree, let me know on my Twitter um, at cdesilva23. Um, how about you, mate? Where I'm on Twitter at Luke Sakari. Always a lot of. Um, Good basketball chat there. If it's NBA, NBA, oh, big week of the NBA this week. A lot. Of, oh yes. Oh, it's the NBA podcast. But <laughs> it's really, we're going to fit Who it in. Who ended up winning that game? Which game? The Melbourne, Melbourne, Illawarra. Melbourne, Melbourne by six one? points. Yeah, six points. Right. Seventy-eight, seventy-two in the open air game. Massive success as always. Yes. I was very worried the rain was going to come, but like, like earlier in the year, they meant to have it um, against Brisbane on who's, Boxing Day. Who's that, that centre for for Melbourne? Josh Boone. Josh, shout the, out to Josh Boone. The ex-New Jersey net, 20 Sh- points in 12. Shout out to Josh Twenty points in, Yeah, 20 points and 12 rebounds, if you don't mind. Came in middle of the season as an injury replacement for yeah. Devin Williams. Bored out. Awesome. Um, yeah, so this is the last week of the regular season, round 19. Mm-hmm. And one team's like Adelaide are first. They've locked it up. They're the minor okay. premiers. So who's... Brisbane, who, are, Brisbane are last. Who's their kind of like star player? Jerome Randall, superstar. Okay. Brisbane Doesn't Terence Ferguson plays for he them does. too, right? He had a really good, pretty good season, yeah. Terence Ferguson. Should be in the NBA next year. Yeah, he'll be in the NBA. Yep. Um, I'm not sure if his draft stock has particularly risen. Yeah. Maybe fallen a little bit. Okay. But he'll, he'll be up there. Uh, Brisbane are last there. Cooked a lot, red line through them. Mm-hmm. But teams from second till seventh. Yeah. Illawarra is second. They've got 14 wins. Mm-hmm. Teams third till seven are on 13 wins. Wow. So the amount of... It's a bloodbath. <laughs> Literally, it's so who so, makes the finals? Is it top? I four? don't. Top four makes top the finals. Four, okay. okay, cool. Everyone's fighting, apart from Adelaide, who are locked in, and Brisbane, who are last. Who can't make it mathematically? Every team has a legitimate case to be there, and it's um, every the, single the finals one. are just sudden death knockout games. Ah, uh, no. Or? So it's the two semi-final series that are best of three, and then the actual okay. grand finals are best of five. Okay, cool. So um, that best of five happened this year. The grand final used to always be a best of three as well. They yep. changed that to a best of five during this season. Um, probably won't expand any larger than that because they still want to keep the season as short as possible. Yep. 
because yeah. always it, fighting it, with other codes as well. Fighting with other codes, you get yeah. it, get it. I mean, we're seeing the six of the women's AFL. Yes. It's been on the TVs yes. since we started recording. That's a, a nut, it's a new threat to the A League, to the W League, to the NBL, to all the summer sports, to cricket to a lesser extent. For sure, um, we've seen what the Big Bash has done. So they want to keep it short to avoid going into the football codes, and it's more attractive to the players if it's shorter because yep. it means the players that finish now can head straight off to Europe. There's been there was NBL guys last year who literally their season finished on a Saturday. By Monday, they're playing in Italy. They can literally go fly straight over, straight after the season's done. So that's obviously more exposure. Yeah. Increases their chances of playing pro ball elsewhere. Um, nice. Right. If I had to put it there on record go. right now, who's going to make it? Who's going to make it? Adelaide are in, obviously. Okay. The whole Illawarra will make it because they've got that extra win up their yep. hand. So they just need to win one game and they're in. They could have, if they beat Melbourne on Monday night, they would have been in. I like the Hawks. They're in. Um, Melbourne, Melbourne, good on form. Melbourne are in, but they got a t- They play in New Zealand on Friday night, where they never win. Is that the Breakers? The Breakers. Okay, they cool. never win in New Zealand. You guys can see how much I know about the <laughs> NBL, by the way. They never win in New Zealand. <laughs> then they got to come back and play Perth. They've got a rough draw of it. Um, Cairns won't make it. So they- them, so Melbourne in New Zealand is like the Cavs in New Orleans or <laughs> Utah. It's <laughs> Portland. It's like, um. It's not good. Yeah. It's like Melbourne playing at Etihad against St. Kilda. They're not going to win. <laughs> um, but that being said, United is probably the, the form team out of all of them. Right. So, I mean, they've won two in a row, but that, that is form this year. It's mm. a two, you know, so. Um, and who would you say Melbourne's uh, best, United's best player is? Uh, probably Casper Ware and Chris Golding. The, yep. the, 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 that's the two back, that's the backcourt duo there that's going to. Yeah. A lot of their offense is dictated on what those two do. Josh Boone has been sensational. David Anderson's made a massive impact since he's the come vet. in. Yeah, he's the a vet. The vet. I, I His game him. against the Sydney Kings on Saturday night was awesome. I, I loved him in the Olympics, man. Yeah, he he, so he's, a, he's Australia's Dirk Nowitzki. He plays yeah. so much like the, <laughs> the way he moves and shoots. It reminds me so much. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Does he shoot threes as well? Yeah, occasionally. Doesn't want to, you don't want to do all the time shooting I feel threes. like he's been around forever. As yeah, well. he's had a stint in the NBA. Yeah. With the Hornets and a few other teams, I believe, off the top of my head. Um, Melbourne make it. Melbourne are in form and they're playing well. Right. And then my fourth team, I can't get a bit. I can't. It has to be the Perth Wildcats. They've made 30 straight so playoffs. Who? who the Perth Wildcats have played. 30. Yep. This is, they're going 3-0. For their, yeah. They're going for their 31st oh straight playoff appearance. That's that's really good. <laughs> like, is it? Especially when it's the top four. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I, can't, I can't bet against So them. who's their star player? Uh, the, well, Bryce Cotton's come in and, ch- and turned their season he around. He sounds familiar. Yeah. Ex-NBA guy Bryce Cotton. Yeah. Is, I'm pretty sure he's leading the NBL in scoring since he's come in, averaging 22.5 points per game. Okay. He's been killing it. You've got Damian Martin, the vet. Oh, yes. You can't look past Damian Martin. He's a really good defender. Jamal, yeah, yep. Jamal McKay. Yeah. Um, Casey Prafer is unbelievable. I reckon Perferin. I mean, because you look at it, New Zealand are very inconsistent. Sydney have fallen off a cliff since their good start. Cairns got to play Adelaide twice. They've got a home and home against the 36ers. Do, so do, they've got the, I feel sorry for the Taipans because they, um, they've had so many, they've been robbed of so many wins. Yeah. Everybody. A poor referee decision, or just they've let games slip out of their fingers yeah. all season, and now they got to play Adelaide twice this week to make the playoffs. Do, does Perth have a distinct like home court advantage? Oh like yeah, seen AFL oh, as well. Yeah, Perth Arena is one of the toughest places okay. to play. All right, long trip. It's the 
Do they have yes. altitude? <laughs> I don't know if they've got altitude. Do any teams have never altitude? Been, I've never been to Perth. Perth. Perth and New Zealand are probably the, the toughest places to play at. Yeah. Definitely. Who's got the best crowd? Probably Perth. Perth? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they'll boo you to the end of the, the, the days. Perth. They'll boo you and boo you and boo you. It's like um, the Patriots fans to Roger Goodell. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that fun to see? What, what he wanted to get off the stage as quick as possible. What a Super Bowl that was. A very awkward handshake between him and Tom Brady as well. Yes. Yeah. Did, they didn't want it to happen. But Brady the goat. That was unbelievable. Um, we've gone for an extra 10 minutes here. <laughs> since good. I said, we're going to last say goodbye. Yeah. So as always, um, thank you for, uh, for listening on iTunes, on Audio Boom, wherever you're listening. Yes. Always you. appreciate it. Um, leave us some feedback, ratings, all that good stuff. And we will catch you... Next week. Peace. For NBA talk, maybe some NBA talk, whatever it is. We'll see you next week. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America.